We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Well, I'm, I'm excited this morning, and I, I, just, I just know that Jesus is moving. I know, I pray there's an expectation um, with this series, In the Name of Jesus. Who's, who's already just uh, over, I think this is the fourth week, who's already just felt faith stir in their spirit? Who, go on, shoot your hand up. Don't, don't, you don't need to lie if nothing's happened. Keep your hand down. It's all good. But come on, if, if you just have known that Jesus, the Holy Spirit has just been doing something through this series, just come on, just shoot your hand up. That's awesome. Isn't God good? I pray this morning that God will continue to minister and do stuff in our spirit. I really believe that, that, um, that, that Jesus loves you. Otherwise, He wouldn't have done what He did. Uh, he would have like gone, oh, forget it. But no, He didn't say, oh, forget it. He saw you. The Bible says He knew you before all time. He knew the purpose, He knew the call, He knew the gifts, He knew the grace, He knew the, everything that was on your life. And He's like, I don't want to waste one bit of that. Amen? You, you can just talk back to me this morning, it's all right. Because um, I think if we get hold of this, it's actually something to get excited about. It's this New Zealand culture that is this tall poppy syndrome, eh? We never really want to go, hey, hey, I'm awesome, do we? We don't really want to puff ourselves up. We don't really, because we're scared that someone's going to knock you down. You know, even in Christian life, we get, you know, oh, we're a little bit nervous to say, oh, shall we pray about it? Because we, we might get this, might this opinion is like, oh, look at you being all spiritual. Anyone? No, I'm not going to ask for hands up on that one. <laughs> yeah, your response has already told me. But um, I really believe that we're, God is calling us out of just the norm. I believe that God's calling us into a, into a life of great significance Great power and great authority, amen? Uh, if you didn't say amen this morning, that's okay. Because my, my job this morning is to stir our spirit. And, and I, I pray that by the end of this series, there's gonna be an amen in our spirit. There's gonna be something that just says, you know what? No, I can believe for this. Because uh, we are surrounded by a fallen world. We're surrounded by a hurt world. We're surrounded by a disappointed world. Everyone's been disappointed in this room. Everyone. I know we have because the devil's job is to disappoint us. His job is to put doubt into our hearts. His job is to try and destroy us. And, and he's actually good at his job. But Jesus is better. But the, the, the crazy thing is that we always focus on the negative rather than the positive, right? I could probably say to you this week, how was this week? Ah, oh, yeah, not bad, right? Because we label things, we measure things by bad. Not bad, bad. Why did you just, why do we say not bad? Why, why don't we get to, oh man, it was, it was just above awesome. That could be a different approach, isn't it? I mean, you might get a weird look. What? But you're, I reckon there's some people who are going to go around now just saying, how's your week been? Just above awesome. 
something one of my friends would probably say, Jordan, Pastor Jordan Smith. You know, I, I just want to, I just believe that we're called to break and we're called to destroy the works of the devil. We're called to push against it. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, the name that is above all other names, Lord, because you are not just a name, you are our Saviour, our Lord God Almighty. But Lord, your word says there is power in your name. And so we're applying the word of God into our heart this morning because of who you are, Jesus, as our Saviour. I pray, Holy Spirit, this morning that as, as you minister, as you move in this place, something's going to stir in our heart. Something's going to stir in our spirit to go, you know what? I'm going to be one of those people that, that joy flows through. I'm going to be one of those people that excitement flows through. I'm going to be one of those pe people that knows how to deflect disappointment. I'm going to be one of those people who knows how to deflect doubt. I'm going to be one of those pe people that stand on the promises of God. And so, Lord, we, we agree with this this morning. We pray, Holy Spirit, come and move in our heart. We say that we're open to the Word of God. Come and teach us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If I was to ask you to open your Bibles to a chapter in John, which one would it be? Well done. My amazing wife. She knows. Who's got their Bibles? John chapter 14. Very cool. It'll come up on the screen. But I wanna, I wanna just start with. Um, have you ever? Uh, I always, I like starting with a question. Um, have you ever lent something to someone and like forgotten about it? And then you've gone to try and find it, and you're like, where is that? Where is that? Where is that? And, and then you're like, oh, maybe I lent it to someone. And then, then it's like, who is that person? And they're like, who did I lend it to? Anyone? Anyone has experienced this? Lift hands up. Come on, help me out. It keeps the airflow going. Makes you smell less, all right? Put your hands up. All right. Um, so we've got people here. Maybe you've even, you've been that person. Oh, and you've like been rummaging through the, through, through the uh, wardrobe or something, and you've found that article, maybe it was someone's shoes or I don't know, whatever. Or maybe you've been rummaging through the garage and you've seen that person's chainsaw. Anyone? Anyone? There's a few people right now. And you're like, oh, I need to return that. I need to return that. I think we've, maybe a lot of us have experienced that about that whole borrowing stuff. And I, mean, and I, I find this a lot with tools. Uh, I'm a builder by trade, and so I have a lot of, a lot of building tools. And, and a lot of you know that, and in fact, now all of you know that. And uh, people say, oh, can I borrow this? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. But then I go to use it. I'm like, where is that? Where is that? And then I'm like, oh, who has got that? And in fact, I lent my sander to someone last year. It was a student. I'm not going to name them because I... I don't want to embarrass them, but uh, I lent my sander to someone and they were wanting to sand a uh, coffee table and restore it. And I was like, oh yeah, cool, that's good. Uh, and then I was trying to find it and I was like, oh, I think I lent it to someone. And so I rung this person and I said, oh, do you, did I lend you my sander? They're like, yeah, such and such has got it. 
they've lent it out to someone else. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. And so I ring that person. Oh, apparently this person gave you my sander to use. And oh yeah, this per- such and such has got it. I'm like, all right, all right. And so I ring them. This is a true story. I ring them. Oh, apparently I'm like, you've got my sander. Oh yeah, such and such has got it. Four people had used my sander uh, without me even knowing about it. That's fine. I've got my sander back. Praise the Lord. But we on give things and we on borrow things. Uh, I want you to know, see, there's something about having the possession of something. Like I bought, I'm, I'm one of those builders that needs to have the right tool for the right job. Anyone else like that? You know, maybe you're a, you're a sewer. I don't know, you need to have the right sewing machine for the right job, I don't know. Maybe you're a, you're a farmer, you gotta have, you know what I mean, right? Anyone out there? All right. Otherwise, I'm gonna just come up with a whole lot of random examples like a sewing machine, anyway. And so, so we gotta have the right tool for the right job. And so when you go to use it, you wanna use it. I think this morning, God's gonna talk to us about the, the tools that we have in our shed. That the, what, what God has given us. Um, let's, let's go back to John chapter 14 now and read our, our scripture that is basically the backbone to this series. It says, I tell you the truth. It's a great thing to know the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. I pray there's something stirring in your heart through this series that you're truly believing to ask for anything. You're truly believing to ask for anything. Now, I, love, I love hearing testimonies of miracles. I love hearing about people who have been unable to have children and then they've been prayed for or they've been asking in the name of Jesus. And then, and then suddenly there's, there's, there's just a, a whole quiver of kids in the family because of a miracle of God. And I love hearing things where we're just, what seems impossible, what seems uh, un, unattainable, God moves. Why? Because people have prayed, people have asked in the name of Jesus and the power of Jesus. I, I believe that, uh, that we're coming and we're getting to a point where we can ask and believe for the impossible. We can ask and believe for the miraculous. In fact, we're not getting to a point, we're there. We're, we're believing and asking for the miraculous because that's what Jesus died for. That's what He gave to us. If He's telling us to ask in His name, we should do it, amen? And we've got to continue asking and we've got to continue believing and we've got to continue being persistent because the Bible teaches us to do that as well. We know about the, the parable of the persistent widow. And she, she went to the judge and the judge went, I'm sorry, I can't remember the reference off the top of my hand, but she went to the judge and it just says, it says this, which I think is beautiful. It says, even the unjust judge had to rule in favour. That tells me that even the unjust, even the devil has to rule in favour. Amen. 
because of being persistent in prayer. Our job is to not lose faith. You know, the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, she didn't lose faith. She persisted. And there's people in this room, I believe, come on, don't lose faith. Keep persisting. Keep believing. Amen. So we can ask. But this morning, the, the main text that I want to go to is in Acts chapter 3. And this is Luke's account, Luke's writing Acts, and, and he's, and he's uh, talking about a, a, a moment of time of Peter and John. And I love this. And uh, I, I love this passage of Scripture because God revealed something to me in it. And, I, and, and I've preached on it about how, how Peter stepped out and lift, grabbed his hand up and I'm not going to reveal, I'm not going to re, redo that. I'll, uh, I'll share it a, another time. But I love this passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 3 because it, uh, there's just so much in it and I just believe that the Lord wants to teach us something through it. And so if we can grab that up on the screen, that'll be awesome. Um, there we go. I'm going to read. It says this, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate. So he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. The walking, uh, walk. Then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. I love this because. Peter and John are just going for a walk. They're doing their normal, what they do normally during the day and, and they get interrupted. They, well, I don't know if they got interrupted. They, they just recognise this lame beggar there again. Well, I, I'm reading through this and I just think, you know, often we think when we see someone who's in need, we think about what we can give them. And I love the, love the response that Peter says. He says this, you know, um, silver and gold I do not have. But he says, but what I have. But what I have. See, see Peter knew the tools that he had in his shed. And, and it's not something borrowed, it's something owned. Come on, this morning I want to talk about what you own. I want to talk about what you have this morning. Because Peter says, hey, this, is, this, this, this might be what you're thinking you need. But I know that you need something more. And I've got what you need. He says, hey, look at me intently. Look at me. He's like, stare him down. The no blinking contest. 
He says, now this is what I have. And I, here's the thing. Would he rather have had a couple of silver dollars or gold to go and get his next feed? Or would he rather have had the ability to walk and go and get his next feed? Peter knew what he had. Come on, as, as, as a child of God this morning, do we know what we have? I love New Zealand. I love what we're living in. And, 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 and we live in a blessed country. We live in a very, very blessed country. I know what we have here. I, was, I got a little bit sick. Actually, I got a lot sick. Anyway, and I knew what I had back home. I had my comfy bed. I had my flushing bathroom. I knew what I had. And I was lying there. I was dreaming of it. I knew what I had. Come on, we know what we have in the natural. We know what we have in, in, in our resources. But do we know what we have in the Spirit? And so I, I, like, I love this passage because I say, Peter, hold up. Slow down a little bit. Just like a couple of chapters back, mate, you were the big wuss. You were the one going around denying Jesus. What do you mean now that you can just stand up and talk about what you have? You didn't have anything back then. And this is my judgmental. No one else is judgmental here, are they? I'm like, come on. I'm like, what was, what was so big? What, what happened, Peter? What happened? Because back in, in John chapter 18, you were like, no, no, I don't know Jesus. Who's Jesus? No. I'm, I know actually you cut off one of the servants one of the guards ears no it wasn't me so what happened between then and now as we read back in Acts chapter 2 it talks about the Holy Spirit coming it talks about the Holy Spirit being released it talks about a promise of God Jesus says I must go to the Father so that I can send the Holy Spirit and when the Holy Spirit comes into our life that's when we'll be able to do even greater miracles because of the power of God that's in us see I believe that we've got to understand and know what the power of God is in us in our spirit not just who we are in, 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 in our natural life but I want to I pray that we're stirring that at the spirit realm this morning, Jesus even said in previous, uh, when he's talking to Pilate in a previous message on this, he says, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. My kingdom is a heavenly kingdom. I, I believe as Christians, uh, we've got to understand the spiritual realm and what we're warring and fighting against. Because we can, we can do real good in the natural. We've got our own abilities. We can work hard. We can achieve. We can, we can organize. We can invent. We can, we can sell stuff. We can use our gifts. And all that is great and wonderful. And it really, really is. Uh, but I believe God has got so much for us in the spirit realm. It's gonna take us believing in the spirit realm to break down the strongholds that have been formed against us but they're not going to prosper. Amen. This is a spiritual message this morning. And I'm purposely pushing into the spirit realm. Is it fun? Well, not really. I'll be honest. Why? Because did I really need to get sick in India? No, I prayed. Did, did other things need to happen to our family? Do other things need to happen to people in church? No. 
And we could be nice and we can be quiet and we can just live our nice lives, which is good, right? I like a nice life. Do you like a nice life? Come on, we're just, just being real this morning. But don't we wanna share what we have with the rest of the world? Don't we wanna not... I love what Proverbs says, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 and 28. It says this, Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in what? Your power. When it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbour now, don't say come back tomorrow and I'll help you. I, I really reckon, I really believe that this is the key word in the Scripture. Because if Jesus... I was talking about ability and skill, he would have said ability. But no, he uses the word power. Amen. This is good this morning. He uses the word power because this is what he's given us. He's given us the power of God. And when it's in our power to help them, when it's in our, we, we, we can, we, I love the good Samaritan, you know, we can be generous with life. But let's use the power of God to believe and to pray. Um, in, uh, in Matthew chapter 10, verses 5 to 8, this is Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. I'll read it from here. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. He says, heal the sick. Raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons, give as freely as you have received. Have we received the power of God? Have we received the Spirit of God into our lives? Yes. <laughs> yes, we have. This is a confronting scripture, isn't it? It's a challenging scripture. What do you mean, heal the sick? I can handle that. Anyone tried to raise the dead lately? No, I haven't. Cure those with leprosy. Let's, 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 let's switch out leprosy to cancer. Cast out demons. Demons, ah. Oh. Demons are in the R because Hollywood. Amen. Hollywood doesn't know what demons look like. We get a little bit of a description. Yes, some, when Jesus cast out some, we see that it, it screamed and shrieked. Woo! Have you ever been yelled at before? Just ask your mum or your father. <laughs> can you handle that? Come on, we can handle this. It's because we've got to understand the spiritual realm that we're actually fighting in. And so, so we've, I want to encourage us. And then it says this, Give as freely as you have received. Come, we've all benefited from the, the spiritual grace and the love of Jesus Christ. There's people in our worlds that need the spiritual love and grace of Jesus Christ. So I reckon, how do we deal with this? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. That's the only way we're gonna stir our spirit up on this. Don't just listen to Will on a Sunday. We'll get into our Bible and go, man, Will talked about this. That's flip, pretty flipping crazy. What do you mean, heal the sick, raise the dead? Heal those with leprosy. But it's in your word, Lord. How do we do this? Lord, this is your word. I believe your word. 
Are there people hurting in Dunedin? Yes, there are. Are there people who, who, who don't need to be hurting because we've got the power of God living in us? We've got the ability. Come on, let's not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in our power to help them. If we can help your neighbour, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll give you help. See, there's power in the name of Jesus, amen? Come on, we live in a spirit, we, we live in an earthly world, but we're surrounded by a spiritual realm. And we fight against, we don't fight against flesh and love, but against principalities and powers. Amen. Who gets, who gets tired of their kids being sick? I'll put my hand up. No one else gets tired of their kids being sick. Come on, who gets tired of, 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 of just stuff happening that doesn't need to happen? Come on, we can pray and we can believe. We can hold up the shield of faith. We can put on the, uh, the armour of God in Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. I want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And if you've been around church a while, we've shared the Scripture a lot. But I think sometimes we've shared it and forgotten about so much more that is around it. Let's read. Timothy, I thank God for you, the God I served with a clear conscience, just as my ancestors did. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. I long to see you again, for I remember your tears as we parted, and I'll be filled with joy when we are together again. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Um, I remember you, your genuine faith, for you share the faith that, you f- that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flame the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord, and don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for Him. With the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was His plan from before the beginning of time to show us His grace through Jesus Christ. And now He has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Saviour. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. Amen, isn't that awesome? That is a great piece of Scripture. The, the passages that we, the text that a lot of the time we know, and it's a good one to remember, is that God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We've got to understand this morning that it's not about it's what God hasn't given us. It is also about what God has given us, power, love, and a sound mind, but it's about what God hasn't given us. So here's the thing. When... When someone is ill or sick and they're not feeling well and they tell you that they're not feeling very well, there's a decision, there's this battle going on. What spirit is operating? Is it fear or power? Is it fear or power? See, and I think there's also another battle that's going on here. Stay with me. 
do we operate in love or power? Because I operate a lot. I'm like, oh, Jason, come up here for a second. So you're the closest person. Um, so, oh, you're not feeling very well? Oh, come on. See, this is just love right there, eh? There's no cameras, good. <laughs> See what I mean? Don't, do we operate like that well? It's okay if we do. Because we're like, oh, man, you're feeling sick. Oh, man, you, you'll get better. You'll be all right. Come on. Give him a hug. And we're real good at that. Well, hard enough as well, you know. <laughs> Things make us sit down. But um, you know what I mean? We, we want to love people through stuff. This is okay. This, uh, there's no condemnation against this because God has given us a spirit of love. But, but I don't want to just operate in a spirit of love. I want to operate in a spirit of power. So, hey, Jason, you're sick. What's wrong? All right. Well, I love you, buddy. The best way I can love you is to pray for you. Right? Come on, the best way we can love someone is to pray for them. In the name of Jesus, the name that's above every other name, I come against this illness and infirmity that is hindering or coming on, Jason, right now in Jesus' name. And I take authority over it and break it in the power of Jesus' name. And we stir ourselves up in faith to believe that we're, we, we, we fight in spiritual realm. Amen? Amen. What is the greatest part about this Scripture, I believe, for us this morning? It's almost curry time. Right. That's not in the Bible, almost curry time, if you're listening to this online. <laughs> I was just looking up at the clock. Just anyway, anyway. Hallelujah. The greatest thing about this Scripture is Paul says this, I remind you to fan into flame. It doesn't say, wait for my next letter that I'll send you to just give you a little encouragement. He doesn't say, wait till Sunday. When you, he says, I remind you to fan into flame the gifts that when I laid my hands on you, God put into your heart. Come on, every single one of us has been blessed by the Holy Spirit. If you've declared Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. You have the Holy Spirit living in you. There's also a great, a, another expression of the Holy Spirit, which is called baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's when you release the spiritual gifts into your heart and those who desire it can get it. And, and one, of, one of the uh, evidence of ha- being baptized in the Holy Spirit is that you get a heavenly language. That's why you might hear and worship people singing or, or praying in their heavenly language. I wanna encourage you, stir yourself up in your heavenly language. The Bible says in, in, in Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 12, about how stirring yourself up and by speaking in your heavenly language edifies yourself, but prophecy will edify the church. I wanna encourage you, stir yourself up. When people come to me and talk to me about some of the, the issues that they're going through and how to get through it, the number one thing I say to them, how, how often do you speak in your heavenly language? Uh, and that's a good answer. Then, then, then people say, oh, you know, not that often. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Why don't we try? Why don't we start edifying ourselves? 
Why don't we take taking responsibility for ourselves and start edifying ourselves in our spiritual language? Amen. Awesome. Well, music team, you're going to have to jump up, otherwise, we will be here all day. Come on, there's genuine faith. I want to remind you of your genuine faith this morning. I want to remind you of that moment when you understood and you asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. That took faith. It takes faith, not even being able to see Jesus. It takes faith to pick up a book that is called the Bible. But it doesn't take too long before you start reading it and it comes alive in your spirit. But it's, it takes faith. You've got, I want to tell you this morning, you have genuine faith. You're like, you've been listening this morning, and you're like, flip, this guy's off this rocket. He's talking about the spiritual realm. Ooh, that's a bit crazy. No, you've got genuine faith. You, 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 you've already accessed the spiritual realm. Now it's just learning a little bit more about it. Now it's just saying, hey, I'm going to take authority in this. Now it's going, I'm going to move in the power of God that's in us. See, I want to remind you to fan the flame that you have. To fan it. Just how do you fan it? I was in India and I was talking with Pastor Manu's dad, Dampier, and uh, amazing, amazing, the stories, the stories. He's just got testimony after testimony. He's planted over 400 churches personally and overseen 4,000 churches planted. Small 50 to 100 churches, times that all together. That's still a drop in the ocean. But hey, God's moving over there. And I was just saying, I was just having a chat with him and he just says, he just looks at me and he goes, well, prayer is power. Prayer is power. I want to encourage you to pray. I'm not talking about just the Lord's prayer. That's a good prayer to pray. I'm talking about a personal prayer with Jesus, stirring and edifying your spirit. Because God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity. He has given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And we are fighting against principalities and powers. But greater is He that lives in us than he that lives in the world. In Philippians, it says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Church, there's power in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you, no one's borrowed Jesus from you. <laughs> Amen. You go, go to your tool shed, Jesus is there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> be a bad day if we lost Jesus. <laughs> the greatest thing about Jesus and the Lord is this. He's, he's everlasting. He's all-powerful, all-knowing. He's omnipresent. 
There's so much of Him for every single one of us. We can, we all have the ability to access heaven. I want to just read this last scripture. I don't have time to go through Acts chapter 3, 12 through. But Peter is saying here in verse 16, he just says this. He's, he's having this discussion, tells them why and who, and talks to, talks to them about um, this is the people in the, in the temple. He's like, he says this, Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Amen. Let's stand to our feet as we close and pray this morning. If you don't mind. I think one of the problems that we face in life is repetition. Peter and John were this they were going to their place of prayer, which is good. But what I'm talking about repetition is that repeatedly this lame beggar was placed by this gate every day. And it become and repetition then can become the norm. Right? We just get used to stuff. But for one reason or another, the Holy Spirit leapt in Peter and he said, This is what I have. He said, This is what I have. Maybe there's areas in our life that we've just repeatedly just accepted. Oh, this is how it is for me. This is how it is for us. And we could even acknowledge that if we were to align it to like the lame beggar just being seated by this gate, we probably could could have lost hope in it. We could have just accepted it. Oh, this is how it is for them. This is how it is for me. I want to tell you this morning, you don't have to accept anything. If it's not in line with the Word of God and the Bible, I don't want you to accept it. I don't know if, if it's not in line with the promises of God, I don't want you to accept it. I want you to believe this morning, this is what I have. Like Peter, this is what I have. I love it. I might share a little bit more tonight where he he, he talks in that conversation. Oh, and by the way, it was Jesus. You know, you know the one that you crucified? You know the one that you didn't believe in? He's getting a little bit smart. There's some boldness in his spirit now. He's like, oh, you know, you morons. I don't know if he said that, but sorry, I'm not allowed sure if I'm allowed to say that word. But I pray we've got to get a little bit, like a little bit cheeky, a little bit like a, a, a Elijah on the Mount Carmel with the prophet Sabal. He's like, hey, hey, you, 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 you call on your God. If you don't know the story, it's First Kings 18. You call on your God. He's like, oh, he goes, hey, maybe he's gone to the toilet because he hasn't turned up. That's cheeky right there. 
450 prophets of Baal. He's like, hey, maybe he's gone to the toilet. Hey, dude, there's still one of you. But, and Jesus, obviously, and the Lord. Ah, come on, let's see some cheeky. Let's get some authority. Let's believe this morning. There's something, you know. How do we, how do we heal the sick? How do we raise the dead? How do we, how do we do that? We, we continually press in to the Word of God. How do we come against the weapons that are coming against us? We press into the Word of God. We pray. We believe. And we stand on the authority. We go to our tool shed. There's no one's borrowed it. It's not there. You have Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's, let's just finish with, I don't know if I can drop this on you guys, but it's just that chorus. Again, the, there's power in the name of Jesus. You're probably already doing it. But just for these next five minutes, just don't worry, you don't have to rush off for lunch because we got it. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.